And welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And we finished it. We finished her private life. It was a very good show, but uh, so these last four episodes felt like a fucking roller coaster that I was not, I didn't even know I was on a roller coaster. I didn't even care to be on it. I was not into these four episodes that much. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought I really like the precious moments that this show provided. I will say that much. It was a warm show with very lovable characters. I thought the storyline went some places in these last four episodes that not only didn't need to, like, I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to say is I didn't know... We were going to introduce another character who was a child that died in the last four... It was like the last two episodes. Yeah, that was the big one. That was the big one. Ryan Gold's storyline felt a little unnecessary, in my opinion, but it's drama. It happens, like, they threw it in. Uh, Duck Mees... What? What? Yeah, so I was only mad about about 50% of Ryan Gold's drama, because the part where he lived with them for like a month, I wouldn't have- Yeah, I wouldn't have been like that worried about it if they just hadn't explained it that way. I don't know. I don't know. It just had to do with, like, everything just was leading up to his, most of his trauma being from being dropped off at the orphanage really aggressively. Yep. So they did so many weird things to lead up to that one scene and be like, it wasn't actually your mom that did that. Don't worry. She loved you all along. She was just in an accident. Which is so hard. Like, you want a happy ending always, but I'm glad they had Ngi share a little bit of his side of the story where he's like, sometimes you don't get a magic happy ending. And sometimes you have parents that don't love you. And that's real, too. And you're like, that's sad. But also, yeah, not everyone's like Ryan Gold, who's like, I have, like, seven different parents who love me a lot. All of them compete. They uh, There's a competition every year who loves Ryan Gold the most, who wants to be Ryan Gold's parents the most. They all win. Always. All of them win. Uh, That's great, Ryan but not super realistic. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There were there was a lot there to digest at the end. Uh yeah, I guess I just like if we had reached the end of this show and they were like like maybe Jeff me and Ryan Gold hadn't been childhood friends, I wouldn't have been like, hmm, I wonder why they weren't childhood friends. <laughs> right? I feel like that's kind of a common trope that's coming about more and more often than I'm seeing, at least, of they met in childhood. I'm like, is that just because people believe in fate? 
I and they so. want it to be faded? Because it's not innately romantic. I can't give you guys that one. It's not innately romantic to know <laughs> someone since childhood. No, it's just cool. Dokminu and Gi, her whole childhood, and they weren't romantically invested in each other. I mean, one of them was, so... But it was not faded. I don't know. I don't know. It felt like they had a good, like, ten episodes of content for this drama, and then there were six other episodes worth of what's happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lots of warm loveys, and lots of what... Why? Why is this happening? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm glad that everyone was friends at the end of it. I'll give them that. <laughs> literally every person was friends with literally everyone else they knew. Yeah, I was surprised at Chidain's end finale. I think she got a pretty good ending. Uh, they kind of cut her off, but you know, that's not the worst that could happen. Right, that's what I would hope for her. I was, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I did rush through the last ten minutes of that episode. I did hit that 15 <laughs> second skip a few times. <laughs> the last 10 minutes of that episode were probably a little bit more like the last 7 minutes for me. Oh no. But there were a couple of things I was very surprised they decided to include, like the director's husband being released from jail. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I hate... I always do this. Every drama we watch, I constantly compare it to the last drama we watched. I do that as well, for sure, for sure. But this dude, this dude's out of jail in a year. He's doing fine. He seems... I mean, he's not a character. He's clearly... He doesn't really have any lines. He doesn't do anything when he gets released. But obviously, he's kind of a bad guy. Yeah, and we're just kind of fine with it. He's just out. It's comedy. Out. It's comedy these days. These days, powerful men can get away with anything. I don't get it. Mm -mm. Yeah, didn't necessarily need it, but thank you for <laughs> private life. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Oh, what else? Did, um, you know, I feel like I complain about this one a lot because I'm a child. Every K drama, all I want to see is a wedding dress or two. Oh yeah, please. No. No. <laughs> Even uh, Touch Your Heart had her like ball gown that she wore to the movie premiere at the end. That was close. We yeah. got close. We got so close to a wedding dress. I guess the thing is, is that I don't think, I guess there, there's, there's been a lot of fashion. We've experienced a lot of fashion throughout this K-drama. It's been great fashion for the most part sometimes. There's so many couple outfits in these last four episodes. Mm -hmm. I'm living for it. Living for the couple outfits. Never stop. Don't stop. Won't stop. Don't stop. I guess what I'm trying to say is, well, I don't put that much weight behind wedding fashion, very, very specifically wedding fashion. I still want to see it. <laughs> I just want to know what they can afford. Yeah, I couldn't afford what they can afford. I'm trying to live vicariously through these people and their fashion choices. I'm not a fashionable person. Let me see their wedding dresses, please. No. no. Nope. They will not. You can see their engagement outfits. Those are beautiful and uh, achievable, achievable, I'd say. Mm -hmm. You could wear that. Anyone could. That's why it's not exciting, though. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, Raquel's hopes and dreams. <laughs> we gotta watch an actual wedding drama next. Something that's based on weddings. 
This one was so based on kids, I for real thought we were going to do a large time jump to when they had babies. Really? I did, yeah, I was expecting it. Oh, I didn't think of that. That would have made a lot of sense because, yeah, there are a lot of kids. There, Them as kids, other kids. There's a weird scene where Ryan Gold's mom goes to the park and just watches kids and... I don't know if that's uh, not a creepy thing to do. It seems like a creepy thing to do. If you're a woman, I guess it's fine. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. That's like, isn't that like a kidnapping trap to send like a middle-aged woman to the park to talk to kids, and then the, they they take the kids? It totally is. You're not <laughs> wrong. You're not. I don't wrong. know much about kidnapping, but that's what I would do, y'all. Y'all trust no one. Trust no one, trust especially people staring at your kids when they don't have kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well. So, anyways, there's a lot of kids. Yeah, they threw in a dead kid. Did not see that coming. Whoa. And it was gruesome too. Yeah, they, they didn't did fuck not around. mess around. They just uh, right panned over to his little dead face, and you're like, oh, we're crying now. We're watching dead kids on TV now. <laughs> That's what this became. Literally just now, we're about 16 hours in. We're, <laughs> we're about 15 hours in. We've got an hour and a half left to go. And there's now it's this. Why? I don't know. I was upset at that. I was also very distressed just periodically when they would bring up the dead child. It's rough because I think it's cool at some points when they handled it. I guess talking about like losing a child was really interesting at that oh part. Oh my god. That the was, two moms? Yeah. That was really, really well handled, really beautiful. And her dad. Yep. Oh my god. He had so much character development just from having this other kid. Yeah. Remember when he thought we thought he was mute for like four episodes? <laughs> And then we were mad because they decided to not make him mute, but also they were making him very emotionally cut off. And then they explain it so many episodes later when you're pretty much done with him as a character. <laughs> Whoa. Weird choices. Uh, but thank you. Gave us a lot to work with with him. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It just felt like they wrote the show and then they needed two more episodes. And they were like, what if we... What if we had a dead kid? If there had been some hints, some Easter eggs dropped throughout this show where you thought that had happened, to me it would have been a lot better. Right. Like, I was even a little less mad about the whole Ryan Gold having lived with them thing and them knowing each other as children specifically because there was hints. Little Easter eggs. They gave us some clues. Murder Constant she wrote. weird flashbacks. The answer was there all along. The answer <laughs> of a completely new character was not there for a very no. long time. Yeah, to give us some Oongi flashbacks, some parent flashbacks. All we've got is Duck Me and Ryan Gold's flashbacks. And they only have to do with each other. Uh, so who's this other kid? I don't know. It just felt like they were selling my emotions at that point. Because obviously I'm going to be sad when there's a dead five-year-old. Yeah. But if you don't hint to it, if you didn't write him into the story until the last two episodes, then I'm just going to be frustrated and confused. Yeah. What did we like about the show? I know. Nothing. No. <laughs> 
it's weird because I liked so much about it. I you think did. it was like those, just those last two episodes. And even then, I really liked him. Yeah, I did get real hyped on the exhibition, the the final oh. show. I got so stoked. I was there for it. I was so excited. I wanted to see the art. I wanted to hear about the artists again. I wanted to see people's faces as they saw the art. I wanted our babies to succeed, and they did. They did a good show. Damn. They, oh, and oh my god, the writing. This is everything that I could ever want from having to play flashback reels from the previous episodes. Every other show does it. They love a good flashback reel at the end of the show that shows how much progress our characters have made. This is one of the best ones I've ever seen. They're looking through all the gallery, being like, you remember when she said this? That was like how the ballerina is like this, and uh, she's a curator. Her mind is beautiful. These two are magic. I don't even know what I'm saying. It was just such a good scene. It was so good. Yeah, they did a super, super beautiful job with the flashback at that part, and they really did. They called back all of Jekmi's best quotes, because she... She got some gems. That girl knows her way around a camera. She knows her way around uh, uh, some words. She's doing great. <laughs> knows her way around a gallery, and it showed at the end of the show when it was all put on the walls. Oh, beautiful. That was really good. Yeah, I had a lot of warm fuzzies with their entire relationship. You know we live for relationships where the drama is outside of the bubble that they have created. That is everything. Yes. Uh, y'all, I was so proud of our babies at the end of this. Because listen, Rangold and Jekmi went through some shit the last couple <laughs> of episodes. And they straight up, they looked each other in the eye and they decided, you know... We're gonna go through this together. We're not even considering walking away from what we've got going because we're gonna be each other's strength here and support oh. each other. And I was like, damn! Okay, that's a Do relationship. It. Do it. I dare you. Do it. That's all I want. Oh, I'm so proud of them. Yeah, I felt like it was beautiful and too warm and fuzzy and that's why the writers had to throw in so much other drama on the side. But you know, you gotta pay the price. For a good, healthy relationship. Ain't that just the way? Everything else in your life has to be a mess. <sighs> yeah, their relationship was beautiful sunshine by the end of this K-drama, and I loved it. I especially loved it because they had a somewhat turbulent start. They made us wait for it, but then once they were together, they were really together. They didn't, there was no worry that they weren't both all in and that's what i like in a relationship yeah there were parts uh admittedly the first time i watched it that i was a little frustrated with duck me trying to change ryan gold a lot Ooh, yeah. and it was only the second time when i watched through these episodes yesterday speed watched all of them to review that i realized that they made a lot more sense because there's parts, I think it was not in these four episodes, but in the four before, where he tells her his Korean name and she's like, I'm going to call you that instead. That's way better than Ryan Gold. What a good name. What a good name. That's so much better. How have you not been going by this the whole time? I'm like, girl, what? That's, I mean, if he wants you to, that's totally fine. And he seems cool with it by the end. But on the on the whole, he's got a name. Just because it's not a Korean name doesn't mean it's a bad name. I did think it was interesting that they uh, 
decided to include that in his proposal. But I was a little bit sad when he didn't, like, bring it back around because he started talking about what he wanted her to call him. And I real thought, faux show, faux show, that he was gonna make a really beautiful point where he just said, I'd really like it if you called me husband. And I was gonna be like, oh, oh, oh. I was gonna just start screaming at the TV because that would have been so good. That would have been a the ring was in the scarf the whole moment type situation. <laughs> oh, Raquel's so much better at proposals than any of us. Can't wait to propose to my future husband. It's gonna <laughs> be dope. He'll be crying. I'll be fine. Because you gotta get through your really well-worded proposal. Your wordplay. My (laughs) wordplay. I got the words. I'm bringing them. And I wrote an entire play. Please, settle down. I meant settle in, but settle down is fine. Everyone settle down. Simmer down, settle in. (laughs) Um, Who else is in this show? Um, Ngi, our good boy who came back. I mean, he came back. Am Am I ready to forgive him? I guess. I guess if you're gonna force my character force that character development i'm so ready to forgive him because i feel like he got real gypped i don't know how the real world works but i think if you fall in love with someone and they fall in love with someone else and you're able to be like well i guess i don't matter then i think you get a prize a sad prize but a prize i mean it's only after you attempt to break them up by using the feelings you know they have against them but you know (laughs) semantics raquel (laughs) the small things anyway i was told i have to forgive him by the k-drama so i guess here we are I didn't mind his character by the end. I would have loved it if he wasn't such a dumb shit for the first half. (laughs) That's fair. I think he had quite the roller coaster. But I forgot it all because I'm a simple, simple woman. So now we're good. He's in my good graces. He's good. He also ended up with Cindy, which felt like a stretch. She seemed a little young for him, if I'm telling the truth. She's, yeah, I think they established that they were, had very different ages, which doesn't really, you know, it's whatever. Age difference is fine. He could have ended up with Chidaine, and I thought that would have been really dope. Like we said, I feel like I wanted her to be shipped off to New York uh, way earlier in the show. Yeah, she definitely deserved, like, good things, but... Then to ship her off at the end, and then have... Ingi end up with someone else is a bummer. But, okay, I really liked Ingi with Hyojin because he appreciates a fangirl. I thought that was good. Yeah, he's there for her fangirl-isms, uh, and he's not going to be deterred by that, which was one of my favorite qualities uh, in Ryan Gold. so... Yeah, is one of Ingi's only good qualities. So, uh... <laughs> If he can share it with with his girlfriend, that's great. Yeah, I will say that I really appreciated Ungi by the end of this these four episodes. If for no other reason than he was so good to his good good family, and I really loved that that was part of who his character was. He developed this mama boy quality at the end that I really liked. When he asked his mom to live with him, I was like, "That's my dream," and I love that you guys are gonna live together. Yes, 
They're gonna have a good life together until he marries Cindy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, half a scene later, I was like, you should go with Shadai into New York. And I was like, oh, wait, he's supposed to live with his mom. I totally forgot. But, you know, I want a lot of things. Yeah. So many things. I don't know. I guess it's good. I guess it's good that everyone ended up where they were. Uh, other friend. Wow. What is her name? Sunju. Sunju. She and her husband were very sweet by the end. Oh, they did it. They pulled it back. They had a grand gesture that wasn't, that was better than anything I could have planned. I was going hot air balloons. They were like, she, she doesn't need that. Right. And also, if it was just one very grand gesture without the sentiment behind it, it would have felt very insincere. But there was a very good sentiment behind this grand gesture where he just wanted her to be happy and he was going to just work on doing whatever it was that made her smile. And that's pretty sweet as far as apologies for being an asshat go. <laughs> that they had him and Ngi both give big speeches about just wanting to see someone smile. And they liked it. They did good. They did a good job. Yeah, I was glad. They cleaned up that ending really well. I'm happy with where they left it. Agreed. Uh, Xi'an had an ending as well, <laughs> where they took <laughs> away his whole family. <laughs> I always forget that his name is almost Sean. Yeah. And so when you say it, I'm always like, who is that? <laughs> Who's Sean? Uh, yeah, he got... What an ending. Um... I'm sure he was just going on with his normal life, but he had so much of a role in the last few episodes that it was just gone. Then yeah. he's dead. Gone in a snap. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everything was great and fine, and he had his brother and his mom now, and his Nuna, and... Ooh, can we... Okay, did we talk <laughs> about this last episode? That it's totally fine to fangirl over a celebrity. It's a little weird to fangirl over your brother. Yeah. Your new brother-in-law. You gotta uh, tiptoe around that sitch. You gotta sell the fan site to Cindy. Yeah. You know, even if she had fessed up and been like, hey, it was me all along, I'm your girl, then I actually think that would have been better, because then he could have been like, I fucking knew it. You are my <laughs> fan. And I would have been like, okay, this is a good interaction. Yeah, and it would have been cute and funny and super awkward, a real throwback to the beginning of the show. Yeah, and it would have been done, because I feel like you really gotta cut it off and be like, now that I found out that uh, you're going to be my brother-in-law, it would be super weird if I followed you around and took pictures. Yeah. Yeah, so, it really would. But it seems like you would be really sad if your fan just disappeared off the face of the earth and uh, didn't care about you anymore. So I want you to know, I cared a lot. I've got your face on a lot of things, but it's uh, I gotta cut that off. Sorry, little bro, you can't come over. Your face is on all of our pillows. Uh, you gotta burn those. You gotta burn those. And that's fine. They got you through a lot of tough times. I don't think you should be ashamed of what you created as his fan. I think it would be a really cool ending if she uh, fessed up and then they had a good laugh. And then she was like, and now we're done with that. Can't wait for the sequel where he and the barista boy whose name I also can never remember. Can't wait for them to run off together and have a band. Got some loud dogs. Sorry. Yeah, what's happening? Uh, we got a new dog, and she's a barker. Oh no! They've been yeah. playing this whole time, so if you've caught snippets of that, 
Sorry about it. <laughs> it's gonna be the whole recording. Yeah. Just a little pitter pause. A little pitter pause. I can't even think of anything else because everything was fine and dandy. And I really didn't dislike it as much as I probably appear to on this episode because it was good. I feel comfortable. I did think it was going in an Oh My Venus direction of how much I would love it. And they really, mm, they, they nosedived at the end. So it's back at a normal K-drama level. I liked it, but it wasn't, like, fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that's all I have to say. This is a fine drama. I'm excited to see what other people have to say about it. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for the overall review episode, because I feel like it will be good to get some perspective on exactly how I feel about this K-drama. Because <laughs> it... I do feel like our fourth episode, where we do the final four episodes, is usually... Somehow it feels so negative by the end. I don't know how we do this to ourselves. I don't know if we hype the end or what. But we definitely make ourselves sound like we hated it. I don't think we did. I think it was a really... Yeah, I think it was actually, like, a really fucking good K-drama. And I can't wait to express that in the uh, bonus episode, so you can join us next week for that. And in the meantime, let us know how cruel and shitty we are, but like in a nice conversational way. <laughs> you can send us an email to playonkpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave a, a comment directly on the episode. Playonk.com has all of our past episodes. And there you can sign up for our newsletter to find out when we start a new drama. Yeah. Um, you can also go to our iTunes. We're there. You can rate, review, and subscribe. If you review us and leave your name, we would be happy to give you a little shout out here. Woo, we'll give you a hey. You can give us a hey on Twitter. We are at PlayOnK. You can tell us what you thought about this drama, what you thought about our review. Uh, maybe skip that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything else, let us know on Twitter. Yeah. Our beautiful, wonderful theme song is by James Paul Hevel. We love it, and we love him, and it's dope as hell. Thank you so much, James. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week for our final review of Her Private Life. Okay, bye. Okay, bye!